0: Hi, I'm Lippy.
1: And I'm Grumpy, together with Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting.
0: In this episode, War of the Worlds, teapots, large refund checks and how to win at roulette. Now Lippy. Hello.
1: Last week, you mentioned about shark cages.
0: Yes, I did.
1: And I was reminded of this clip from our favorite film. What you got here? Portable shower, a monkey cage. Anti-shark cage. Anti-shark cage. You go inside the cage.
0: Cage goes in the water. You go in the water. Sharks in the water.
1: Our shark. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell
0: and adieu, you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again.
1: <laughs> I think the laugh at the end says it all. <laughs> Yeah, well. Now, hopefully, I won't be banged up for copyright infringement. But I thought that summed up my feelings about you in a shark cage completely.
0: Well, I saw another video over the weekend of someone in a shark cage, um, one of the clear ones. So it's all plastic. It's not plastic. It's all oh perspex. All perspex. perspex or some yeah, yeah. So it, it doesn't look like there's anything there stopping you. Stop between you and the shark, and the door lock broke. So he's like holding on to the door and this shark just swims straight into the box with him and he just like pushes out and pushes the door. And I was like, oh, that's my worst nightmare.
1: As Blackadder would say, it's a fate worse than a fate worse than death. Yes. (laughs) Maybe maybe one day, but I certainly won't be joining you.
0: I think I would change my mind just before getting in.
1: Also last week we covered uh, urine sample pots Mm. and I had to go and have another one. Actually, and another one after that as well. (laughs) But the middle one the pot not only had the V cut out but had a little handle for pouring. Ooh, it, fancy. it was very yeah it was very fancy. Upgrade. And then the one I had to do at a hospital had um, a massive great big funnel and a big jug.
0: So oh. that was perfect. And then yeah, they just took that. the jug
1: away and did yeah that was very mm. easy. Wee pot news as they say. Wee
0: pot A new segment on our podcast.
1: (laughs) Yes, it could be. Yes, this week's Pop. Well, hopefully there's no more of that. Yes. That's that's behind me. So on Friday, while we were dodging storms and various debris flying down the road, Davros took to the podcast and sent a live update as he went. Yes. So we covered a great white shark last week in Goring-on-Sea. He thinks if they move to Goring-on-Thames, then we need to be worried. And poses the very good question, if the UK has so many type of shark, are they not good eating? I don't know. I think I I've had think shark it. before, but I don't
0: I think, think I've eaten okay, a shark. So.
1: Mm, not, not sure about that. That's a good point, though. And he's claiming the electric highway in Michigan is an idea robbed from his Daleks. <laughs> the boys were originally powered by static electricity drawn from the floor of their city. Ah. Yeah. So yeah, Davros got there first. He did. Uh, We mentioned electric movers for caravans, and apparently, father of Davros had one, and kept he and his mother causing traffic jams on the highways of England well until his eighties. Oh, so well done there. Yes. Yes. Whether he actually had the electric mover bit or just the caravan, I don't know. I suspect it was probably just the caravan. And. Davros has consigned potato milk to the same bin that we did, saying the inventor deserves the same fate as the inventor of the Marmite peanut butter mm. mashup. Quite correct We there. would agree, agree with that. Absolutely. So thanks for your feedback, Davros. And we're always pleased to hear from listeners. Well, I say always, not always, but um, sometimes we are. Anyway, there was a major omission from last week's podcast, was to wish Chris a happy birthday. Yes. And I think the problem doing it so far in advance is you tend to forget what's coming up we at the end of the week. So
0: forgot that it was his birthday.
1: We did. So happy birthday for last Sunday. And yes. you've had a big weekend of fun.
0: We've had a great weekend of fun. Not necessarily organised by myself, but we had a lot of different vouchers and stuff that we had available. So we kind of merged them all together to do a big weekend of fun. So on Friday, got a takeaway, stayed at home, chilled. Saturday... Was the start of the big weekend. We went up to London, thankfully drove to Richmond and got the tube because all the trains were closed.
1: Canceled. Oh, what they would? were. They're all over yeah. the place, weren't they? But yeah.
0: we drove to Richmond and then got the tube in, so it was... It was fine for us. We were okay. But Chris had won a prize at work to go for lunch at the London Steakhouse Company and then go up the Shard. Very nice indeed. So we went for lunch, had a really nice lunch, glass of wine, probably not great before going up the Shard. Then we had a really big gap between that and the Shard. So we went to Sushi Samba for a drink which is the one on Liverpool Street that looks out, You can, it's like right next to the Gherkin. Oh, okay. Has the really cool view. So we went there and then we went to the Shard. And I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not scared of heights. Heights I'm okay with. I have a weird thing about like leaning on something that could break. Yes,
1: I know what you mean.
0: Because that's obviously more realistic than the yeah. whole building falling down. It's just the thing that you're yeah. like leaning on breaks. So I have that weird fear. So I, considering how windy it was as well. <laughs>
1: by the time you went up the wind had got back up again hadn't it, it? really quite, had quite thankfully the
0: shard doesn't wobble in the wind so there was no like swaying so i don't good. think i would have i don't think i would have done it if it had been swaying but it wasn't swaying so we went up i got one picture near the edge with chris and then ran back and he's got like six or seven pictures of me stood right next to the exit door <laughs> just <laughs> waiting for him to be finished walking around um but again it was a uh, the because of the wind it wasn't too cloudy. The clouds were just kind of moving through. Oh, nice. So, yeah, the yeah. view was incredible. Really, really good. And it was sunset. So, got a nice oh, view. Perfect. Of sunset. Yeah. Um, but then, the piece de resistance of our trip was a, a Christmas present from Chris's parents to go to War of the Worlds interactive play. I think it's how okay. they heard it. Um, oh, my God. It was absolutely incredible. Honestly, h- like hilariously funny as well as very good and very well produced and done. You've seen more of the Worlds, obviously.
1: I've seen the film, but I'm a massive, massive fan of the original album from Jeff Lynn.
0: Yeah, so the music runs all the way through as well.
1: When that came out, it was so different from mm-hmm. anything else that I bought or listened to. Mm-hmm. And I still love it to this day. So, yes, I would be be very much up for that. Yes. So what, what happens? So when you walk in... Because we, we had a few theories. I'm not sure that any of them were right.
0: And we had absolutely no idea what we were going into. We just knew it was based on War of the Worlds. And it was some sort of VR headset mixed in with a play live action thing. So we were like, had absolutely no idea. We actually ended up getting there an hour and a half before we were meant to get there, which was half an hour before we were meant to go in. <laughs> So we were two oh, okay. hours early. But we thought we might as well just go and have a little nosy. We had heard there was a bar there, so we were like, great, we'll just go, sit at the bar, and then we'll wait till everyone, uh, our other friends arrived. Walk in, there's this massive alien head from the film Oh wow. in the middle of the room with these massive green eyes. And you go in, you put your stuff in a locker so you don't carry anything with you, apart from a card to buy drinks. So then we're sitting down and he said, you'll know when to go through because there'll be pink smoke coming down and we were like okay Okay, didn't really we were like all right fine so we went and sat down next thing we know these two massive smoke machines come shooting out the alien in a blue color so we're like that's obviously what we're waiting for but for our color but the whole bar was themed had the music playing in the background like on recycle you can get food and drink it was it was a really good start and like every now and then you would just hear someone from the other side shout um We have more survivors, and then everyone starts cheering. So as you, like, survive the play, which I won't spoil that, actually. Yeah, so if you survive the play, then you get the good round of applause, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Our time, we went in at half seven, I think, so Chris had drank a fair bit at this point. I had had a couple glasses of wine. (laughs) So we were very much in the right mindset to do an interactive play, where they, like, talk to you and, like, guide you and, like, not be awkward and just be, just, like, go with the flow. So, um... Obviously, I had given that away somehow by the first five minutes of standing in the queue waiting to go in because the guy in charge goes, you, put your hand up. So I put my hand up. He goes, well done. You're now the captain.
1: Oh, no. (laughs)
0: instantly i was like oh what have i done what have i done and not really knowing what was going to happen i was in slight panic of did i actually need to be the captain of something and take charge of things and make decisions but thankfully you don't so if you do become captain don't panic but yeah so you go through the doors and it's it's an acting piece to start with it's kind of explaining the backstory you start in the present day and then it takes you back in the in time back to the event so they do start it as if it's present day and they're talking about when the when the when the aliens came from mars and the girl doing the acting was absolutely incredible she was like a scatty paranoid type character and oh my god she was probably the best one we saw she was incredible and very interactive and they're very good at picking up on certain people so where i spoke a bit too much she was then picking on me a lot (laughs) Because Surely I was,
1: you didn't speak too much <laughs> oh
0: god so yeah so then you move through and you watch a bit of a scene on um some projectors and then you go through again and it's the aliens have just landed and somebody actually catches on fire well
1: wow kind of wow
0: but on, i i jumped at that point because just fire shooting out everywhere in this Tiny little room, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Wow. um But that was really incredible. You get guided the whole time. It's not kind of like you're left to work things out. You are guided. Another when one act finishes, another actor appears and is like, "What are you guys doing here? Quick, quick! You shouldn't be here!" And like pulling you through to the next room. So you go through into this room, which is a house, and you're sat at the table, and the lights flicker. And I was like, "Oh, I know this is going." They flicker again, then they just go off completely, pitch black, yeah. cannot see a thing. Next thing I know, someone jumps and screams in the corner. And I was like, oh my god, no, they're going around and they're touching people. They go around. Oh, so no. I grab hold of Chris's hand thinking, okay, if I'm holding on to Chris, like, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And next thing I know, like, someone's tapped me on the shoulder, and then there's like fingers going down my back, and I was like, oh my god. And the actor in this scene. There's like strobe lighting at one point, and she's getting attacked by the alien. So, I think the whole point is it's meant to be like the aliens' big tentacly things.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Feeling for stuff in the dark. So, I I screamed three times. Every time I got touched, I was like, ah. But I think the reaction, then they do it more because then it freaks everyone else out because I was like, Absolutely. Anything. Turned out, it wasn't the girl doing that to me. It was Chris.
1: Oh, good job he didn't lump him.
0: I know. Well, I thought I was holding his hand. So I was like, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. But they were doing it to other people as well. So it was something they were doing. But Chris obviously took took the moment to... freak me out so that was a great it was really that bit was really scary actually like but very good and then there's a lot of vr stuff where you sit in a little boat it's like being on a roller coaster and you're watching scenes and that's all really cool and then um you move through and you're kind of making your way from woking to london is like Mm -hmm. what they're saying you're doing um constantly trying to escape them loads of aliens around loads of different scenes and sets there's a slide at one point which was awesome but I think the second scariest bit and I did cheat a bit on this because I couldn't I was honestly in a full-on panic when we got to this point (laughs) so you go into a church and you have to split up so individually you go into confessional stands or what they've made to be
1: And then
0: you're meant to put the VR headset on, which obviously fully covers your eyes and you've got um, noise cancelling headphones on. So all you can hear is the sound and you go in and there's a curtain in front of you. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to check. So I open the curtain. There's a corridor behind it so obviously somebody something at some point either we go out that way or someone's going to come in that way and I was like I can't deal with that like it's really stressing me out so I had half the VR headset on my head <laughs> like lengthwise so that I was yeah. watching what was happening in one eye but I could see the curtain in the other eye and the guy walked past like right at the start to make sure everyone was like set and okay with their headsets and he was like you were right and I was like I honestly can't deal with the thought of someone coming through there or, or something happening at some point and he was like like right okay he was like just put it on it will only be me and i was like "Okay." okay and he was like just it's fine put it on it will only be me and i was like okay so i put the vi headset on and we're watching um a scene and it's you're in the church and then all of a sudden you're inside the alien and it's taking blood from people and you see the mechanical arms going into all the different holes Oh, and obviously, yes, yeah. it's making its way round to yeah. you. So it's making its way round. And I was like, oh my God, okay, it's going to, something's going to happen. And bless the sweetheart of a man walks over to my booth and goes, it's just me. Don't worry. It's just me. And then did like the little pokey stuff that they're meant to do with the, yeah. that's meant to like be the arm, like jabbing at you. So thankfully. <laughs> He told me before it happened, because I think I would have died at that point. Honestly, very the build-up was getting so much. I was like, I I can't deal with being tapped any longer.
1: Um, Yes, I I like the idea of going to see it, but actually I'm not very good with jumpy, scary stuff. It's
0: very jumpy, scary. uh, Maybe not. They must judge it, because behind us, there was two really young girls that must have been 10, 11, like super young. So I thought that there must be some sort of code as they're going through as to what the yeah, group's like, so. because there's one scene where someone's being stabbed with by the alien and he's oh. bleeding out in a room oh, and bloody. he's all impro, improv. improv. Yeah. If nobody says anything, then he's just kind of like lying there, like moaning and not doing a lot. And Chris goes, she knows first aid and points at me. Oh and he was no! Like, what should I do? What should I do? And I was like, uh, "Put pressure on it." He was like, "Nah, but it hurts." And I was like, "Is there is there a bullet in there?" And he was like, um, "No, it was an alien." And I was like, "Oh yeah, obviously." <laughs> and then he was like, "You're not very good at first aid, are you?" And I was like, "They don't teach you how to deal with alien stabbings."
1: <laughs> <get a> <laughs> we're
0: just in there, like it's just me talking so to him funny. basically for the five minutes that we're in that part.
1: So that's Chris dobbing you in twice. Yeah. Saturday night. yeah
0: Yeah. twice so but yeah then you come there's a drink there's a bar halfway through and you have a drink halfway through and then yeah it was honestly from not knowing what was going to happen i would highly recommend it to people to go and do if you you don't even need to really be that into war of the worlds as long as you've seen Mm. it and understand kind of what happens it's it's really good fun
1: excellent well i wouldn't give any more of the plot away it does sound it's, it's, fantastic. I suppose if yeah. you've seen it, you know roughly the yeah. sequence of things. It
0: follows the line so of it, the or movie. Or with the book. Um, yeah, it follows the sequence, and it's just this sets are incredible.
1: Yeah, I bet they are. Did you know there was a film in 1953 as well called War of the Worlds? I didn't know. No, I didn't know that. I just looked it up, so I might have to get that and watch it. Oh, it oh I do
0: good. have one more thing to say on it, actually, now that I've remembered. Oh, yeah. Uh, So the VR headsets, obviously, cover your eyes, cover your ears. You can hear music, but there are actors in the room with you that can't hear the music, but can hear what you're saying. And at one point, I didn't have mine on properly, so I could hear people around me. And I just hear Chris singing along to the
1: song. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, I like lifted the thing, and he's like dancing around this part that we were in. And when we came out, I was like, you do realise there were actors in that room that... Weren't watching or listening to the VR headset so they could just hear and see you being an absolute plonker. Brilliant. So, yeah, just don't forget that if you do it, that there are people in there that can see what you're doing.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Oh, that sort of takes a bit of the karma, doesn't it? It does. Being being caught out singing badly. Mm. Good. Well, I'll ponder that one. I I quite like the idea again, but I might be a bit of a wuss.
0: It's good as a group. There were quite a lot of just couples there, but. There were six of us and it was yeah. it was good fun.
1: Well, keeping in London, uh, Charlotte's announced she's doing the Shine Night Walk I've on the seen. 24th of September. Which is, I think, it's certainly 26 miles and I think it follows at least some of the route. London Marathon, mm. if not all of the marathon. And it's run overnight to raise money for cancer research, which obviously is a cause quite close to... Uh, Well, many of our family members. Mm. So, kudos to her for doing that. I think it's a work uh, instigated thing. Yes. I think there's a whole group of them from work out, which is really cool. Uh, So, that sounds pretty good. And I I see they're looking for volunteers to help marshal in. So, I may well. Depending on whether I can stay awake past eight o'clock in <laughs> September, which is pretty tough at the moment, but we might be all right come September. We'll see. Then, uh, then I, yeah, I might go up and help because that would be fairly cool to do, I should imagine. It's a magnificent atmosphere.
0: Yeah, I bet.
1: It's a, it's a big old thing. And they do it on, it's not only London, they do it in many cities around UK. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good. Mm. I suppose it's a relatively easy fundraiser. It's not not too complicated. No, to to organise. Once you've done one, one or two, it's it's just it, rinse it's and a, repeat, isn't it? Thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So as long as you've got the same organising team, mm. then it, it should be straightforward. But uh,
0: my only advice to her would be to take lots of snacks.
1: Yes, I think there's feeding stations. But yes, you're right. You'd want you want lots of snacks mm. and a very comfortable pair of boots or shoes. Yes. Uh, flip flops, don't Definitely not flip flops, and definitely don't buy them the week before. No. So, last week we looked at Wee Pots, and I mentioned motorway service station stainless steel pots not being very good for pouring. And I was a bit disappointed to find not very much information about this on the interweb. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few people moaning about how bad they are. Uh, and then I did find the mother of all explanations about why teapots drip. And it was so complicated I had to go and lay down for a (laughs) bath. It's all to do with the fluid dynamics, basically. I say basically, Basically. complexly, yeah. Yeah. So part of it's to do with the tea and the water and the speed that you pour it and and what have you. But um, I would have thought they would have tested that before selling so many of these hideous things.
0: I think so. You would have hoped so anyway, that they had done some sort of research into that.
1: You, You would have thought so. When I left school, one of the jobs that I interviewed for was at a testing laboratory where they Mm. tested all sorts of things from switches through to gas bottles and all sorts and the job involved setting up rigs that you then that had operated the device for i don't know two or three days non-stop just to see when it broke so you would have thought they would have something that was pouring tea at different temperatures because apparently that has an effect as well
0: i don't see how but that would be interesting
1: no i don't but i don't i don't understand fluid dynamics i've also just realized that i said jeff lynn for War of the Worlds, and it's not, it's Jeff Wayne. Oh, Jeff Lynn no. was Electric Light Orchestra, yes. And Jeff Wayne was War of Jeff the Worlds. Wayne. So please don't write in. I know I made yeah. that.
0: <laughs> I know I made a mistake.
1: Talking of mistakes, did you see the check that Gareth Hughes got from his Northern Power Grid electric company?
0: No, I did not.
1: It was two trillion £324,252,080,000.
0: That's a mistake. Cash it quick.
1: Well, they've called it an oversight, which clearly it is. And um, I don't know what would happen if you'd, if you'd uh, cashed it. I, don't, I think it probably would have bounced.
0: Oh, yeah, you can do it, yeah.
1: But just the interest on that for a couple of hours would have... Uh, Probably paid the last electric bill.
0: Yes. Yeah. Did you um, see the response Specsavers had for it though? No, I they, didn't. They commented on his Twitter post saying, Hang on a minute. Because you know, it's, you should have gone to Specsavers. You know, oh, all yes. of their adverts yes, are like people course. making yeah. really stupid yeah. mistakes. And then the tagline yeah, being, You should have gone to Specsavers.
1: <laughs> yes. Very good. <laughs> no, it's very good. Very, very good indeed. Yes,
0: I do have to say, the mar- marketing departments of companies must have so much fun these days. They seem to just be able to do whatever they want.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And some of them are really, really funny and also really helpful. Which
0: yeah. And I saw an article about... breath of fresh air. It was the Aldi marketing team. Something hadn't got approved to go out. And it was just a picture of him being like, well, I did it anyway. Who's going to stop me? <laughs> <laughs> they've obviously just they've gone well they didn't sign it off but it's funny so post
1: <laughs> yes quite yes you, yeah, you just once it's rent. out there it's out
0: there is there something you can do about it
1: uh, well the thing is that you can retract it but then people take screenshots so it's yeah. it's never gone forever no. never gone now I wasn't actively looking for houses to retire to but I have found one in Southampton that is perfect oh. so it's a bungalow which is good for our aging joints and what have you's and muscles. It's within short distance of a golf course. Yeah. For Wife of Grumpy. And in the front garden, one of my favourite objects, an electricity pylon. (laughs) Now, not unsurprisingly, they've not put anything about the pylon in the details. So when people turn up to view the house, the first thing they see is this whacking great pylon, which I think is an object of beauty, personally.
0: I mean, I'm sure you're, there's more humans like yourself that it's a pilot. Well,
1: the, on the base, yeah. Well, on the basis, there is a pile and appreciation society in this country. Yeah. Then I would imagine there's at least two of us. Um, exactly. I'm fairly certain there's a few more. But of course, it then raises a question about living near high-tension electricity cables and mm. uh, sometimes viewed as not being particularly good for you.
0: No, true.
1: Good position, Southampton, South Coast. Yeah. Now we've been getting out and about a little bit more, and we went to see the Dawkins Cat Killer on Saturday I've night. I heard, yes, very pleasant meal there, um, and um, I can report there's been no activity on the dead cat discovering front.
0: Oh, okay, no new, no new cat. Yeah,
1: just to be clear, the Dawkins Cat Killer doesn't actually kill cats. She actually comes across dead cats, yes. or they fall out of trees. <laughs> so she, yes, <yeah>, so <laughs> or they run into her
0: car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. It's it's not. Uh, it's a it's a nickname given to her by her children, which yep. we picked up on. Now Friday was a bit of an interesting day weather-wise, and I mean, we stayed pretty much indoors. Um, we were due to go and do something on Friday, so I'd actually taken the day off work, and we had to postponed it till Saturday, because it just didn't seem wise to drive in the middle of a red weather warning when it was avoidable. However, there seems to be a new activity now, which is watching the planes land at Heathrow.
0: I couldn't watch, to be honest.
1: No, I'm not I'm not sure I would want to watch too much. I'm not the best flyer in the world. But apparently mm-hmm. there's a guy who's got a platform and a camera and he live streams on YouTube, yeah. planes landing at, at Heathrow. And he's done it for a, a period of time and presumably will have earned a fair bit of money over over the last few days. And yeah. I believe we've got more storms on the way. So I, I know, today three. actually
0: seems worse than Friday. I was walking outside, I was giving a show round to a lovely couple, and I had to stop and be like, I'm really sorry, I can't talk to you while we're walking because we were both all heads down, like, just pushing into the wind.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's shocking. Well, we've got the um, jigsaw run coming up at Dunsville Park on Sunday.
0: That was windy when and, we did it, wasn't
1: it? Well, no, it's, yeah, it was windy, but it, we've had windier ones. And uh, the, the uh, sp- wind speeds dropped right down for Sunday. But mm. there was one occasion where they're running down a runway, which is a mile long, into the wind. And it was so strong, it affected the top runners by a couple of minutes. It was, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a fair proportion of the run, because you do it twice. Um, Some people decided not to have breakfast that morning and then collapsed halfway down the runway. Yeah, Helpful for the team
0: that are there.
1: Absolutely. And yes, so hopefully we don't have a repeat of that, but it can be can be very windy down there so Mm. oh, in fact a friend of mine who's got a garage there sent a uh, video of his shutter doors banging going bang 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 bang, bang in the wind really very very loudly so yeah i would imagine it was quite unpleasant down there
0: yeah got to watch out for those pesky landing lights as well
1: yes you do we're not going to talk about (laughs) that (laughs) <laughs> Funny, I had I had that discussion today. I was talking to the uh, the lady that's organising the event and mentioned the landing Infant. light tripping event mm.
0: and the lovely photo it's, that's in the living room.
1: Yes, indeed, yes. So maybe we'll share that on social media.
0: She's talking about watching planes land at Heathrow, um, Chris's parents flew home in it. They had been no. to Tenerife and they landed Friday morning. Well, Friday afternoon oh. in the thick of it. She said it was absolutely fine. Even took thirty minutes off their flight time where they were getting pushed by the wind so much.
1: Yes, well, I imagine that would make a difference.
0: She said it was iffy, but it was fine. You couldn't really tell as a passenger in the plane what was going on.
1: Was it a big plane? Was a seven four seven? Oh no, they don't fly anymore, do they?
0: I think it was a, it, like an easyjet size plane.
1: Oh, okay, okay, so it'd be a, the smallish plane. Yeah, yeah. I think they're a lot better than they used to be, mm. but that still would be quite quite scary.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I know friends of ours were due to. Uh, when was this so Saturday they were due to come home from Lisbon in Portugal and they ended up getting as far as Paris
0: oh wow and I think okay. they
1: well I think they stopped and and refueled and eventually went but it was yeah. they were on the tarmac or in the airport for quite a long while mm-hmm. so, so somebody suggested going via Eurotunnel
0: yeah I think I if That's we got to Paris i would be like I'm just going to get off here and I'm just going to get the train home it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah but I guess lots of people want to do that and it a bit of a
0: issue then, fun yeah.
1: Fight, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we've talked about hustles, and uh, last week I think we talked about it all the week before. And um, we've started watching Inventing Anna, which is the other series I mentioned yes. last week, which looks very good. And the, the young actress who plays Anna is very good. She plays Rose in uh, what is it Ozark? It's very good oh, in that. Okay. So yeah, so well worth watching. Watch the first one, which is very intriguing. Uh, I'm not sure the reviews have been brilliant, but we don't pay much notice of those. Anyway, I was flicking through uh, an email from a website called The Hustle Mm. on Sunday, and they were talking about a man that uh, put a £100,000 bet, and this is in 1969, so that's a fair chunk of change, as you could say, on a single spin of the roulette wheel.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: He wasn't chancing it. He'd worked out that casinos tend to change cards and dice pretty regularly because the cards get messed up. But they don't change roulette wheels. They just leave them. So you end up with little chips and wear on the mechanisms. And he reckons it was possible to predict where where the ball was going to (laughs) land. He was so good at it, he earned the equivalent, in today's money, of $8 million. (gasps) wow absolutely it's That's incredible impressive. it is really impressive because
0: also i feel like roulette's one of those games where the like with certain games like blackjack and poker and stuff the casino sometimes stop you from playing because they think you're counting cards or yes
1: absolutely but actually yeah. with
0: roulette there's there's none of that it's it is pure luck or not luck in his case but they wouldn't have been able to say, oh, we think you're cheating because you can't cheat in a game where it's a ball landing in a peg.
1: Well, it's it's supposedly completely random. Uh, but he spent weekends commuting between, oh, well, he was a doctor between the operating table and the roulette table, manually recording thousands upon thousands of spins and analysing the data for mm. statistical anomalies. And you've got to remember, 1969, we didn't have... A computer to, no. or spreadsheet—the concept of that was was many many years away. So it's a massive amount of work, and he experimented until he had a rough outline of the system based on previous winning numbers. So he said, if numbers one, two, and three won the last three rounds, he could determine what was likely to win the next three. He awesome. doesn't give his secret away, but uh, clearly Shame. there was uh, was something in there that uh, that worked very well. So there's a very, very long article here, which is, is really intriguing. I won't go through all of it, but I'll put a link to it. Mm, interesting. Because it is, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely astonishing. And the 800, sorry, the eight the 8 million he made was between 64 and 69. So it, you know, it was...
0: Not a long time. <laughs>
1: the, well, one of the best get-rich-quick schemes you, yeah. can, you can have. But, well, it wasn't quick because he spent many years analysing the data. But uh, good for him, is what yeah. I would say. Yeah. Absolutely good for him.
0: I'll cheer anyone on that's taking money back from casinos.
1: Yes. Well, wow, they, they must have hated him.
0: Mm. Right.
1: So, have you got a top tip for this week?
0: I do. A very, very simple top tip. Good. My top tip is to go to the War of the Worlds experience.
1: That is a good top tip.
0: <laughs> because it'll be the best experience you've had in a while.
1: Yes. But don't take Chris because he'll dob you in and yeah. he'll touch you. Make
0: you... Yeah.
1: The scary times. <laughs>
0: Make, let's Excellent. say make you jump well, over, touch you.
1: Should we do that one again?
0: <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Excellent. Well, I've got a wee-based fun fact. As a wee? As in be, wee-wee? Wee, as in wee-wee. So wood frogs in Alaska have been known mm-hmm. to hold their urine for up to eight months sticking it out God. through the region's long winters before relieving themselves once temperatures increase. The urine actually keeps the animal alive while it hibernates, mm. with special microbes in their gut that recycle the urea, which is the urine's main waste, into nitrogen.
0: Mm. So, my question, do bears do the same then? Because bears hibernate.
1: They do, I don't know.
0: Do they hold their wee? That's impressive. You would, you would have a massive urine infection if you did that as a human.
1: Well, if I could keep it for longer than five hours at the moment, that would be um, <laughs> remarkable, to be honest. so I shall be like a wood frog.
0: Yes. Channel your inner
1: wood frog. <laughs> oh, I could feel some more birch coming on if we ever, if we ever got around to doing the first birch. <laughs> That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening.
0: You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform.
1: If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review.
0: And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk.
1: So it's goodbye from me.
0: And goodbye from him. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.